Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Oh boy, it's uh, it's Monday evening, and uh, I just came in out of a torrential rainstorm mm-hmm. uh, in Charlottesville that I got caught in um, uh, by by leaving uh, leaving a bar uh, about twenty minutes too late, um, and, and so I'm rewarding myself for surviving the rain with another beer. Uh, so, which seems like so... a great idea. I think I think there are two problems with with the way we just started the podcast. Number one is that uh, you talked about the weather. People <laughs> don't listen to podcasts to talk about the weather. That's why they talk to everyone else at their job. Uh, number two is that I, I mean I'm a big believer in don't you know leave somewhere while you're still having fun, which I think we've talked about on this podcast before, but. You you made it sound like you might have left the bar a little bit too early. Maybe you didn't, but uh, you know that's that's a that's a rule breaker there. Don't don't leave don't leave the party when there's still a little party left. Well, it's it's still raining outside, so I yeah. I, um, I would have had to stay a lot longer. Um, but uh, you know I, I I took a gamble and I I lost. Yeah. Well, and and speaking of rewarding yourselves with with beer, uh. I know that you had a wedding this weekend. Did did Max not did Max not make it? Did he elope or something? Because he's not here <laughs> this evening. Um, he best I can tell, he is fine. Uh, he he had, I think when I saw him on Sunday, he had about a quarter of the way recovered from the hangover. Um, but he, he he still had a long road ahead of him. Yeah, uh, that road is twenty nine. Um, because he was yeah. driving back to Arlington, um, but no, it was a it was a very nice time. It was a, a great party. It was a, a beautiful ceremony. You got to see got to see two of our friends be really really happy, and you know that like that made us happy. Yeah. Uh, now, also, you know, I mentioned the wedding, and a lot of people do things before weddings. Did did you did you all happen to go to I don't know a, a, a place with casinos like Las Vegas? We did not. Um, I have actually never been to Las Vegas in my entire life. And, and neither have I. So I, I feel like what we're, what we're going to get into this evening, uh, I think part of the equation, we're very much aware of, of what we're going to talk about, but the other side, uh, the actual casino part, I am not as well versed in. So I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. So I've been to a casino before. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually, I've been to two casinos. Uh, I've been to one casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, yes. out of which I was thrown uh, for <laughs> uh, for the fact that I was not supposed to be there in the first place. Oh, okay. Um, and I've I've been to Harrah's in New Orleans once. Mm-hmm. Um, played a couple hands of blackjack. Like I just I want to go to Vegas one time in my life. That that's yeah. all I really want. Um, I've never been too much of a gambler, but I like I, I figure. You know, it seems like kind of enough of a uh, classic thing to do 
that I like I want to go when I'm at a, a point in my life, like a point of financial stability that I can go for three days and go with like a thousand dollars just just like that's my fun budget and like I know I'm probably gonna lose it and I've more or less resigned myself to that well uh, because I think off, I think that's the only way to do that my understanding is that your fun budget is gonna have to increase by by a multiple of 10 I think if if you because uh, well, then it sounds I, so, like I'm not going to fucking Vegas. Well, not yet. I mean, there's there's <laughs> something to aim for. I I certainly have have wanted to go for a few years in in front of the podcast. Kevin and I used to talk about, and I, I will bring it up with him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is going for NBA Summer League? It's in the middle of oh, July. Wow. I think you just melt into the pavement. Um, but you know that brings together a thing that is. Well, except for the Vegas Golden Knights is pretty taboo, which is, uh, you know, Vegas, i.e. gambling and uh, sports until today. Hey. All right. Yes. So now now we finally reached the topic at hand. Um, If you have been listening to us for the last two years and and don't know this yet, um, shame on you. Uh, We're not like a breaking news podcast or anything like that, Uh, but... Something big did happen earlier today, um, which is that the Supreme Court of the United States uh, struck down a federal ban on sports betting. And they said, states, do your thing. You decide what you want to do about this. Um, And that is a big deal. It it is, because when you went to Atlantic City in Harris, you could, well, Atlantic City, maybe nothing, but... You could play blackjack, but you could not sit in a sports book and place bets on, you know, how many points Florida State would beat, uh, I don't know, who, uh, Furman by or something like that. Right. I, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy the Greek was giving me advice all, and I, I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, for the kids, Jimmy the Greek was a, uh, a sports broadcaster in the, I don't know, 70s maybe? Yeah, 70s or 80s. Uh, it must have been the 80s because he had a 30 for 30 and ESPN started in 79. Um, but he worked for uh, CBS and he was kind of the f- I think he was the first um, he was the first uh, sportscaster to put predictions kind of in terms of like gambling lines and that sort of thing. Um, he also was a very horrible racist um, and just sort of generally not like a great person, but, um, you know, kind of an iconic figure. But, like, most of America couldn't do anything with that information, at least not above board. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, I'm fascinated to see what happens with this. I mean, I think, you know, there... Sports gambling has been kind of this... Uh, obviously happening, obviously bubbling under the surface, forbidden fruit for a long time. Uh, and, and so many of these, so many like iconic sports moments, you know, have something to do with betting. Um, I mean, I think about, you know, I, I don't know why I would possibly know about a 1919 baseball team, except that the Chicago Black Sox through the World Series or, or maybe they didn't, uh, but they were—they were certainly—they um, were certainly punished 
for throwing the World Series, uh, and, and players were excommunicated from the game. Uh, there was another thirty for thirty to to keep bringing, you know, to keep bringing ESPN back into this um, about uh, about a, a scandal in which the mob and, and Henry Hill, the Goodfellas guy, uh, was was getting Boston College basketball players to throw games, um, and and that seems to be or, or seems to have been a, a heavy part of why uh, sports betting had been made illegal at the federal level uh what was it a desire to to protect to protect the integrity of sport in the u.s um which (laughs) i I mean yeah nothing there's no more integrity than the ncaa you know not paying athletes that make them billions of dollars every year i i understand about integrity I, i learned all my integrity from you know Whoever, uh, whoever the the leader of the NCAA right now is, whoever oh, the head uh, honcho is, for, former Louisiana State University president Mark Emmert. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the NCAA threatened to ban all playoff games for all sports in uh, in Delaware and New Jersey uh, if the states allowed betting on college sports. Um, I think they just lost a lot of leverage uh, in that. Yeah. Um, I yeah I, I mean, I mean have you so, have you placed a sports bet before? Well, okay. I guess you haven't. I, think, been, I guess you haven't been to Vegas, so you have you haven't placed a legal sports bet before. No, and I so in thinking about that too, uh, you know what what is sports gambling? It seems like a really dumb question, but do you have a pool for your fantasy football league? That is it, and this is the whole thing with also mm. daily fantasy. Is, oh yes. Okay. When is this a game of chance? Um, you know, when is this a game of skill? Um, and and it's. I think that one thing that will likely come from this is first off, you know, if someone tells you, "Hey, this is legal sports gambling," just call me now. Laws have to be passed first. This is not. Right. This is not the wild west. This is not. Uh, oh, uh, this is not Deadwood. Uh, is that the name of the show? <laughs> Uh yes, Deadwood. Yeah. I mean that is the name of a show. Yeah, yeah. I haven't so seen it. So oh, it's it's uh it's very dense. That's what I'd say. Um, good but dense. Oh, how can um, I mention sports betting scandals without mentioning without mentioning either Pete Rose or Tim Donaghy? Yeah, that so, seems like uh, huge oversight on my part. My bad. So yeah, and I that but that's that's fine. Um, but I think that you know this all is going to be much more personal which is as i was saying if someone says oh you can start betting now no no no, the laws have to be passed your state may may pass a law that says no you can't do this but chances are uh you know i'm surrounded by maryland and west virginia they all have casinos and everything where you can go gamble Mm -hmm. i don't think virginia has any but i'm not on the lookout i don't think so either you might start being able to drive an hour and go get your sports gambling on and how how different is it than than your you know the things you've already been doing which is your fantasy baseball league and and having fifty dollars to buy into that which which you may or may not have additionally the flip the the other side of that is that now things like that might be more um you know, people will look into it. Next thing you know, people will be looking into your Venmo transactions and being like, hmm, I wonder if these three footballs, it, it means that this was a fantasy league 
uh, buy-in, and now we're going to tax whatever you get for that. Actually, it's illegal because you didn't do it through one of our state means. So, well, and that's where the the game of chance versus game of skill uh, element comes into play. And, and I think, you know, daily fantasy is really blurring the lines there. I think I tend to think that, you know, season long fantasy sports, uh, where you have to, you know, maintain a roster and and try to make smart transactions and and set good lineups to beat somebody like that. That is a game of skill to me. You know, obviously there are elements of chance to... I mean, there are elements of chance to most games of skill, though. Uh, whereas I would I would think of Daily Fantasy as a game of chance with elements of skill to it. Um, so I don't... I, I don't see... I don't see this becoming a thing where uh, the government, like the IRS, is going to come pounding on your door for your uh for your fantasy baseball winnings if you just you know if you played in a league with some friends and you each pony up 20 bucks um but if you play in like an officially sanctioned you know if you play i don't know like if the win in las vegas sets up a a you know a fantasy football contest uh of some sort that you join for you know for big money and you win like that's definitely you know that's definitely going to be looked at. Um, I'm I'm sort of fascinated. I think about uh, the trip I took to London a few years ago, and uh, the fact that there's like a betting parlor on almost every corner. Um, it, it's really like the William Hill is like the Starbucks of of Britain, <laughs> um, and just the they have these sheets on sheets of all of these bets that you can make and there's spread bets there's money line bets there's propositions there's parlays and teasers and whatever the fuck else oh my um and and so it'll be interesting to me to see i i would imagine it's probably only a matter of time before one of those companies um comes in and tries to make a play to expand to the U.S. in the states that opt to allow gambling. So, and again, now I'll go back to, and you say the key word, which is states that allow gambling. Uh, America, more so than Western Europe, has a, the place where their quote-unquote values come from is, is usually a book. A different kind of book than we've been talking about. Uh, and people will point yeah. to that for any what they feel like is an intrusion upon traditions and everything. And then there are these big moral I, oh, value discussions. And I think, think this, that – go ahead. But don't you think this is a thing that people have wanted in America? Yes, yeah, cer- certain people have wanted it. But those people have – counterparts who are going to throw a lot of money at how this will damage the youth it will get into you mentioned integrity earlier they'll throw up integrity and like italics all over the place and say this is endangering our integrity and next thing you know Mm. you're just going to be uh gambling on fights in the streets or something ridiculous like that and it's i think that there will be plenty of saying you know, this worst case scenario will happen. You'll have situations, you'll be more likely to have situations like Tim Donaghy and Pete Rose because the gambling will be closer and closer to these these games. And well, sport. those people are wrong. 
Uh, those I, people are. First of all, those people are too busy trying to ban porn. Um, <laughs> second of all, they're wrong. <laughs> but how's, how does Ross? Uh, how do you say douthout? Douth it. Douth it. Douth it. He's actually a, a good guy to listen to, but like he's he's, he's out there. He's not he's not on the same wavelength as me. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, I tend to think that they're they're a little th- that that set is a little preoccupied with that fight right now. Um, but it, it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing that you see happening in the states that have opted to legalize and regulate marijuana. It's not. It's not having the deleterious effect. It's not. It's not having a harmful effect. It's generating money for the state. It's taking something that was done illegally in the shadows and operated by the kind of people who operate illegal businesses, and, and it's being brought out into the public in a way that everyone can kind of keep an eye on it. And I think it's a good thing. Yeah, and, and it's worth noting here something that is a game of chance that has been around for a long time uh, in certain states, certainly the one in which I live, is the lottery and a lot of money from the virginia lottery goes to the school system so you can so i remember having teachers and they're like the lottery you know you guys can't buy lottery tickets yet but lottery tickets are going toward your education i feel like i need to link the uh, mm, that's a that's a john oliver segment from like the early days of the show i think oh is it does it not really no no it it does but they in they generate the funds by preying on people so they're not they're not doing an altruistic thing oh yeah let's let's put this aside (laughs) for a second the people that are going to lose their money doing this are the people that are already in uh you know unequal situations they're they're people are going to get taken advantage of that are already being taken advantage of it's it's gonna suck but as you pointed out the the silver lining that people can point to right now is if you do have a well-regulated system like they do in a lot of the states that have legalized marijuana there's the potential for a lot of money that will come back to the state for for things people do need uh you know ironically a lot of the same people that you know might get taken advantage of in this but you know things like public services and whatever else. Uh, there's a track record there for for that with the uh, other quote unquote sins, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the demographic for sports gambling is probably slightly different from the demographic for lottery tickets. Uh, I don't know that it is that different, but I hope you're right. I said slightly, um, but I think I, I mean I I hope you're right, and I hope that. You know there can be some positive externalities out of this that that it turns into some some good knock-on effects um, that there's money going into local and state economies like that would that would be a good thing. God, like if you're listening to this podcast, wherever you live, whatever municipality you live in, whatever state you live in, your town, your city, your state needs more money for something. Yeah, and and right now they're going to have that. Essentially, all the states are going to have to pass laws if they don't already have them in the books um, about what to do about sports gambling. I think a lot of them probably do have it on the books already. Yeah, but it's going to have to be revisited. And 
it's i mean it's worth looking into i'm not entirely sure how the british system works but it seems pretty well regulated i mean to be able to bet through your remote control on your tv mm-hmm. there has to be oversight by seemingly a lot of different people yeah um so uh so take a look into it see what your what your local representative is talking about there yeah um but don't don't go to some person tomorrow who's telling you that that you can place a bet with them because that's that's the same way it's always been, and it might be more likely to be a sting now. Yeah, yeah. Rocco's not making it happen for you tomorrow. You're going to oh, have yeah. to wait a little while. Um, yeah, I just I, – I think this has the potential to be a net positive, and, and I hope it turns out that way. But I do know that – I do know that certain states are going to be – you know, are going to be stubbornly puritanical about it and are, are not going to opt to allow uh, gambling in it. Like, I I don't know. I find that frustrating. I, I So here's the thing about gambling. There, I know I can think of a This American Life about gambling. I'm pretty sure. Of course, This American mm-hmm. Life did one about gambling and, and gambling addiction and everything. There is a track record also of people becoming addicted to gambling and it becoming You're very right. uh, dangerous. In some ways, I think it hits on a lot of the same thing that likes do on Facebook and, and you can be tied to this this up and down mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that they can point to that. but And maybe maybe it's better to choose that as a villain as opposed to other things like, you know, what bathroom you feel most comfortable in. This might be a good change of pace. Um but at the same time, I just, I, as always, I hope people have a really critical discussion about this and think about, oh, as you've pointed out, there might be some, some net positive effects. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that is a good point. I, and gambling addiction is no joke. Um, so so I, I do, I think that, that critical discussion is important from a number of perspectives. It, not just, hey, you know, this could have positive effects for our state, but we also need to make sure that if we are going to open the door to this, we do it and, and we implement that in a way that doesn't just, you know, that doesn't make it easy for, for people to get hooked on gambling. Obviously you, you don't want to, you don't want to open it up to children. Um, you know, for the same reason that we have really strict laws about what you can and can't advertise to kids, um, not giving them the option to to gamble, I think, would be very important. Um, you know, maybe maybe it starts out with maybe there are some limits on, you know, it, you know, on how much you can gamble. Just you know, you've got limits on how much you can take out of an ATM. Um, so maybe maybe in a world where you have legal and regulated options for your gambling, you know, there there's a way to to sort of cap it on a, a daily or weekly basis, you know, in a way that makes it, you know, makes you have to kind of spread your activity out a little more and, and not be constantly, you know, at it all the time. Well, um, and another thing, and it might be too much to, to discuss here, but I think of, I think of television and there's discussion all the time about, uh, there's at least in the u.s versus the uk there's not a lot of sex on tv here and they do have it there and then in the reverse they don't really have as much violence on their tv and we have a whole lot of it and i think that there are different levels of sense of uh 
desensitization to to that and if all of a sudden we have all this gambling here now i'd be very curious to see what what they've seen there with obviously gambling being out there and apparent um and and how people respond to it do is gambling any more of a problem there than it is here um and now if we're going to have a situation where it is apparent and more all over the place how are people going to respond is is there going to be an uptick in gambling or is it going to remain about the same mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that's i think that's a good point um all right any any final things to add here um just that if you if you are in a situation going forward where a uva basketball game is is on and you decide <laughs> to gamble on it i would suggest you always take the under always take the under it's a safe bet i think it's a safe bet all right well if you have uh given a bunch of thought to sports gambling in the u.s already or if you've been thinking about it for a long time uh or if you haven't thought about it at all and just have some off-the-cuff thoughts that you want to share come find us on facebook or twitter at pretty okay pod and let us know what you think all right as I take another swig of my beer, it is time for Pierce is Sorry. And what are you apologizing for this week? So I, I think that I'm getting perilously close to it becoming a habit. And it very well might become a habit. Um, I don't know the number of times one has to do something before it becomes a habit. But I have started when going to the grocery store pretty regularly buying the same thing and it's the thing that i don't normally need a lot of but i've decided that i'm going to go ahead and get it in larger sizes the thing i've been buying is a dairy beverage that i have a difficult time saying but i will say (laughs) it here anyways which is milk i don't normally buy a lot of milk because i it's a vehicle for things like i don't know cereal or um protein shakes yeah um and the thing that it's really a twofold apology, but the second thing I'll get to is what I'm more apologetic for. So the habit I've started is not just that I'm buying milk, but I'm buying organic milk. And I think I'm falling victim to some very, you know, this this maybe not entirely awesome uh, marketing of, of organic being way better for me. I don't mm-hmm. know that it is. I'd like to think it is. But what I'm really falling victim to and, and what I'm apologizing really to myself for and I guess anyone that I share my milk with is I have this unfounded belief that it has a longer shelf life. So not only have <laughs> I been buying milk, but I've been buying half gallons of milk and now I'm just taking in all this milk. So I've played myself by buying into the organic milk, maybe not entirely true thing. Ha, they got you. Yeah, so, <laughs> and and it's all the more because Jeff Bezos has made it less expensive than it used to be at at Whole Foods, and it's pretty close to the price, price of regular milk. Yeah. So I've just, I've totally bitten the, you know, I've, I've fallen for it. Did I tell you, I went to Whole Foods uh, about 10 days ago and uh, forgot, I actually kind of briefly forgot about the Amazon merger, so mm-hmm. I was kind of taken I, I was jarred as i stepped into the store directly in front of the produce to displays of amazon echoes 
<laughs> no, I, if you, I mean, I'll, I'll play. I have, I have Prime, and um, I have the Amazon rewards card so i get five percent back at whole foods now and yeah. with that five percent it's it's getting close to the price at the regular grocery store and then i take that money for the rewards and put it right back into amazon which is exactly what they want me to do yep because i'm a dope who buys organic milk thinking it has longer shelf life i'm, I'm hooked you speaking of, victim to speaking the of addictions yes well and and more speaking of addictions uh, to close this week with a uh, big idea from pop culture. Um, we've talked about Maddie Matheson a couple times before uh, yeah. on the show. He, he's a guy that that we both love. Um, I don't think he's quite Max's speed, but um, he's a chef turned TV sensation, basically uh, up in Canada, who, who does a lot of stuff for Vice, um, and, and as I was putting stuff together for. A Linkstravaganza for last week. I happened upon this uh, feature in Toronto Life magazine uh, about Maddie Matheson and his wild life. It, it, it's a feature from 2016, so it's not you know it's not news. But um, I I knew he had a heart attack at 29, but I I didn't really know too much else about his life and. I just I read this whole thing and I was transfixed. It was amazing to to see, you know, him growing up uh, and you know becoming becoming a cook and then a chef uh, and having really serious drinking and drug problems. Um, and I I didn't I genuinely didn't know that that Master Rang was like his culinary mentor. I just thought he was kind of like the munchies mascot basically um but i was wrong and 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 now now that i know that when i i watch maddie matheson's show it's supper time and and see how how rang is a part of it uh, i'm just i'm fascinated by that and it makes me i've never seen dead set on life uh but i i really want i, I want to go start watching some of it now uh yeah i the, both both of them i Master Rang is is someone who who seems to really they both seem to be people who genuinely enjoy life which which makes you question why am I living in America and not Canada uh, <laughs> and and the other thing I think the the best way I I would describe uh, Maddie Matheson is he he talks in all caps yes yes he does uh, and and I think he he still lives in all caps but in a you know much better way now it sounds like yeah it's like. 16 point all caps instead of 72 yeah yeah i think that's a good way to put it um and that's probably a a good note to end uh to end the show on uh that is the end of the show you can find us on facebook and twitter at pretty okay pod or drop us a line at it's pretty okay at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think you can get this in every episode of the show at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com uh, we've got writing there as well. There's a new song review by Ian. Uh, there is a new Link Stravaganza from the end of last week with some stuff you can read around the internet. Um, and I'm uh, I'm planning to write something, hopefully this week, um, about Scott Hutchison. Uh, Frightened Rabbit was a band I I really loved, and and he wrote deeply affecting, powerful music that 
um, that lifted a lot of people out of really dark places and, and helped them with depression. Um, and, you know, it, it lifted people up out of a darkness that ultimately um, he couldn't lift himself out of. And uh, and he, he passed at the end of last week. Um, and it's just, it was it was a really jarring experience that made me, made me think about the, you know, the role that he had played in my life. Um, and, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to try to, to put some words on, on a page that, you know, that can, can do him justice. So, um, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to, to access those feelings pretty soon. Um, but it'll, it'll be there on the site. Um, and if that's not really your thing, if you you're just a just a podcast cat, uh, you can subscribe to our feed. So every week, a new episode comes straight to your device of choice. No need to worry about it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or most other places that you get your sweet sweet audio content. Uh, if you do that, we would really appreciate if you did us a favor and left a, a rating or review. Um, you know, leave a nice comment. Or uh, outside of your app of choice, if you've got a friend that you think might be interested in what we're doing, please tell them about the show. Um, We'd love to share this with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening.